You've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast, where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely. I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world, all 195 of them, while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers, chat with fascinating locals, and even take the show on the road from time to time. I'll also be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram at Lovely Travels. You can join our Facebook group, also called Lovely Travels, and learn more about us at the website, www.lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to the Lovely Travels podcast. I am... Hey, very excited to be back again. Me too. Um, Another interesting episode this week. You had Amanda Kendall on the show. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, Amanda and I met, so she runs the Thoughtful Travel podcast. She's a podcaster and blogger. And we met through the um, Australian podcaster's collaborative uh, which is a group on Facebook for Australian podcasters and yeah we just had both been messaging or sort of commenting on things and and sort of messaged each other and there's actually quite a a small network of Australian travel podcasters and so Mm -hmm. she was really happy to meet another one and yeah we just kind of hit it off and I was like well you know, she's up to over 200 episodes, which is super like, like I'm like hashtag podcast goals. And <laughs> I just was like, okay, I want to talk to you. How did, how did, how do you get to 200, you know? Mm. And, and how do you do it? <laughs> well, well, you, <laughs> you got to keep going. So, um, but she, yeah, she's obsessed with the, the benefits of traveling that traveling can give us and the world. And that's why she started the Thoughtful Travel podcast in 2016. Um, but she's actually been blogging since 2005 on her blog, Not a Ballerina. Uh, wow. So she has a lot of travel under her belt and actually, you know, gets paid uh, for travel writing as well, uh, has, you know, really uh, supported people as well in, in terms of uh, she does sort of marketing consulting as well and helps people mm-hmm. to, if they wanted to make a living maybe while travelling or to, to better their business, she she also helps them with that. So it was really, yeah, it was a really great chat. And uh, if you wanted to, as a listener, if you wanted to get in contact with Amanda, how do we do that? So, of course, head over to um, look up her podcast, so Thoughtful Travel Podcast. She's on all great travel, on, on, on all good podcasting platforms. So, you know, your Spotify, your iTunes, all of that. Uh, you can find mm-hmm. her on Twitter, uh, at Amanda Kendall. You can find her on Instagram with the same handle, at Amanda Kendall, spelt K-E-N-D-L-E. And then to head to her blog, it's notaballerina.com. And on Facebook, the page is also notaballerina. So, 
yeah, it's um, it's really cool. I highly recommend episode 200. It was um, just really awesome. She actually got a bunch of 200 and 201. She got a bunch of listeners to share their favorite experiences from listening to the podcast. So it was oh, really wow. kind of like podcast inception. So listeners, dear listeners, start making notes now because uh, episode <laughs> 200 is only about what, 175 episodes away. Yeah, it's only 175 weeks away. So that's just that's just just three and a half years, guys, to prep. <laughs> <laughs> but you need notes, yes, because she was like, and it was so awesome. Like these people were so specific about like they remembered specific episodes and specific things that were said. It was like it was really heartwarming. It was really beautiful. So we Bar hope you love us set. as much as her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no pressure, guys. No pressure. But um, she also has Please a wonderful group. So uh, for the Thoughtful Travel podcast, Thoughtful Travelers group. Um, but, yeah, let's listen. Let's listen to, to the chat. Let's get into it. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Amanda. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Emma. It's really awesome to be here. It's so exciting to talk to not only a podcaster but a travel podcaster and you are uh, quite quite up there with the travel podcasting, so I'm a bit of a fan as oh, well. Thank you. You'll but, embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to ask people the existential question of who are you and just to tell us a little bit about yourself in your words. Oh, well, um, so I am a Perth girl born and bred and I left Perth for a few years to travel and live abroad and I'd always loved to travel anyway but living abroad I lived in um, Japan, Germany and Slovakia teaching English for a few years and so during that time I became completely obsessed and addicted to all things travel related and I started a travel blog it's like 15 years ago and returned to Perth eventually and started the Thoughtful Travel podcast so I do lots of different things um, to make a living, but part of it is traveling, travel writing, travel podcasting, and all things travel. So awesome. It's like living the dream. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For a lot of people, um, like we were talking before, saying people don't really understand, but it's like, I think they just see it as the dream and let's let everyone believe that that is the case. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and honestly, I pinch myself so often that I get to do what I get to do. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it is a dream come true. It's pretty awesome setting up your office in somewhere random around the world and being able to continue making a living. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and getting to talk about it and share it with everybody, which is also lovely. Um, well, you've answered two of my next questions, which are where do you live oh, and where are you from? Because <laughs> <laughs> I believe you are still in Perth. I am still in Perth and this is the longest time I have stayed in Perth for, well, I don't know how long, years because, of course, right now the Western Australian border is very solidly shut but luckily, yeah. Western Australia is a huge state and there's lots to see and do. So, I'm oh, okay. Absolutely beautiful state. And um, I've got a few friends over there at the moment and they're doing the road trip. You know, we'd usually go on a family vacay and just seeing it all again. I was very fortunate to do, um, I've done uh, one month twice. So, when I was 13 and then when I was 14, we came over for a month at Christmas. Oh, brilliant. And then we went, yeah, south the first time and did all that down, down to Albany and around the bottom. And then we went uh, the next time north up to Monkey Mire and Pinnacle Desert and fabulous. Yes, yeah. yeah. So well, you I can see so. from that what a you know what a range of things our state has to offer. So yeah, and it, when you look really at the map, I really only did the bottom 
maybe yeah. third, if that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still a huge long distance you've covered to do that. So. Yeah, and yeah. I'm dying to get over to see my friend who's in the Pilbara. Um, oh. But the thing is about Perth and being the east to the west coast of Australia, it's not cheap. No. It is yeah. like the same. I can fly. I literally could have the same price to London a few times. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I haven't been up to, for example, Broome in the north of Western Australia because every time I've looked at it, I could fly to somewhere, especially if somewhere in Southeast Asia, and have like two or three weeks there and fly home, and it was still less than the the airfare just to Broome from Perth. So it's really hard to justify. So, yeah. yeah, but, but maybe day. now's your time. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, it is a really long way. Like flying from Perth to the top of Western Australia is like covering the whole of Europe. So it is, you know, it is a really long distance. But uh, yeah. There's just not enough people, so the cost is still high. So yeah, one day, so one day adding it to the list. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you a very tough question. It's uh, probably travellers' least favourite question, but do you have a favourite country? Well, no, but um, <laughs> how long have you got? <laughs> yeah, go, 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 go. Okay, I, I was thinking about this, and I've narrowed it down. Well, I've narrowed it down to three, but of course, there's a billion more. But um, so Japan is definitely one of my favourite places. I lived in Japan for a couple of years. I've been back a few times since and it's a country that is so different in nearly every way. Mm. Uh, it's a pleasure to travel around Japan, you know, because the people are delightful. The food is incredible mm-hmm. and there's so many different things to discover. Like every time I go back, you know, I scrape away another bit of a layer or uh, I don't know, it's just fascinating. So Japan is up there. Um, Russia is another that I'm dying to get back to because I've had a couple of trips there and I had a journey across uh, Russia on the Trans-Siberian that I oh, wow. you know, was would just love to repeat. Mm. So, And it just, it, I don't know, you know, I grew up, we studied in high school, for example, we studied basically only European and World War um, history and stuff and, you know, that. so that area has always fascinated me for that reason, I suppose. And um, I promise this is my last one. No, um, no, no, go. I love it. <laughs> the other, so the other favourite is Iceland. So oh, yeah. I've had yeah. a, you know, just a couple of weeks in Iceland and it was so, I can't even explain. It's one of those countries that just has this invisible pull for me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so beautiful and so kind of quirky and far away and a little bit unusual and I just had a, such an amazing time and I want to go back. Well, you were talking about it with um, the gentleman from the grief and travel episode, was it Dean? And he was yes. talking about Iceland and say, you were like um, saying, you know, it's that place where it's like everybody goes, got to go to Iceland, got to go to Iceland, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, and then you get there and you're like, yeah, right. Like we were on the plane, my husband was already going, I want to go back, and we hadn't even landed. <laughs> and like he doesn't like horses, but he's like, oh, those horses look beautiful. We've got to go horse riding. I know. <laughs> and he said, we're going to go to a volcano. We're going to do this because we only had three days. We really went to oh, do this sil- yes. to do sulfur. So we did yep. the dive, which actually, like, yeah, that's behind me. Oh, yes, I see. <laughs> wow. Um, my photos. Um, so it was amazing. But, yeah, we really just – and we met this couple who had done 10 days in a camper van. We were like, mm-hmm. 100%, that's the next time, get the camper van. Because, it, yeah, it's just – it is. It's very um, very interesting, very – there is something, something magical about it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And they've done very well with their tourism. Yes, they have. <laughs> they've done they've done a really good job. So yeah, hats off to them. I just had this 
I mean, so many magical moments, but like one night we were staying on um, on Kierkefell, so the mountain in the west, it's often in all the tourist brochures. Mm. But because I'm not a big planner, all I'd done was book an Airbnb vaguely in the vicinity of where we were headed, which turned out to be a cabin on the mountain, mm. uh, which, you know, is in all the photos. And it's just, oh, it was just this amazing time. We were there in the middle of summer, so it was light the whole night through. You know, I was up Which in the crazy. middle of the night just looking out <laughs> over this, the view that, oh, it's just mind-blowing to me. And I don't know, just it's there's just something special about Iceland and I that's why I it's that's why it's one of my favourite countries. Yes, yes. Oh, it's a very diverse mix. Um, and especially like and Japan as well is an easy place to travel. So that's I think I think they've made it, they've done a really good job with with getting around certainly Tokyo but also the train network is very good there too so Japanese trains are awful uh, awesome sorry not awful. <laughs> they're awesome um but what I do like about Japan is off the beaten track is not it's not that easy to get around I mean it's easy to get lost it's easy to not know where you're going and I really love that like it's not it Tokyo and stuff is really you know touristified in the sense that it's easier to get around but I like I lived in Osaka and Nara and where I lived, there was no other foreigners, and I loved that. It was just, mm. you know, you really feel like you're in a foreign place uh, in a good way. Not that, you know, you get no. you do get a bit of attention, but it's not the unwanted kind, uh, you know, Japanese is so polite. And my students, when I was teaching English, they would tell me about all these amazing places to go sightseeing. And they're places that are not on the map at all for, for tourists, but, you know, they are for the locals. And every one of them is just, you know, each of them could have been like a major tourist attraction. But yeah. There's just so much to see and do that that they're not. Oh, I loved it. And the Japanese people are so sweet. I was in order of my club Pilates class the other day and I could hear this lady and I think she was I was pretty sure she was Japanese and it was just she was so endearing. I was like, oh, I just want to be friends with her. <laughs> was, <laughs> I know, I know. Um yeah. no, it's a it's a fascinating and I I totally agree with the reasoning for the country, my favorite country is India, and it's for the same reason of that it's everything that Australia is not. It is yes. everything that I grew up knowing, turn it on its head. And I like that, yeah, foreignness. If I'm going travelling, I want to feel like I'm in the culture, that I'm experiencing something different, you know, and, yeah, that bit of out of your depth. Yes, that's yes. Kind of, that's kind of Because that's where the, the big that. thinking happens and the life-changing things and the creativity. And, like, I'm loving travelling around Western Australia, but it is, it's not, it's not as different, obviously. It's nowhere near as different as travelling somewhere more foreign and so it's just it's not quite the same as uh, as one of those other really foreign experiences. I totally hear it. So I'm going to ask you the next least favourite question, which is do you have a least favourite country? And I always preface this with it doesn't, you know, this isn't saying the country is bad. It's just saying that I didn't have the best experience or I wouldn't rush back when mm-hmm. there are countries that you love and that you want to rush back to. Yeah, it's a good question. And I don't think I have, like, I, I really don't think I have a bad experience, like a bad enough experience of anywhere that I wouldn't return. I just like to, yeah, I would like to return everywhere. Just a few, um, like, honestly, when I've entered the United States, for example, the immigration process, every time I think I'm not coming here again, yes. you know, they're just, it's so um, harrowing. And I mean, you know, things like, you know, one time I was flying to Canada and I had to fly via LAX and the treatment there. And I'm like, you know, like the least, I don't know, you know, have all the privileges of a good passport and, um, you know, I shouldn't be targeted. And yet still 
the harrowing, you know, you must give us an address in Los Angeles before we'll let you get your bags. Um, but I'm like, I've got this flight. See, in one hour to Canada, I'm not staying. And, you know, that kind of treatment. I just, I don't know. It, that sort of puts me off returning there, but I know there's lots more within the US that I would like to explore. But I would just like to be able to parachute in to the middle and skip the getting there bit. Oh, 100%. 100%. One of my worst airport experiences was in Orange County. It was just awful. And just the woman was just, yeah, terrifying. Telling, basically telling me I was a threat to the United, to the United States <laughs> because of the work I did and that I couldn't, pre- I couldn't present my ticket. And I was like, it's on my email, you know, the electronic yeah version you know yeah. the the thing that yeah. everybody the uses day. yeah <laughs> but no no it was unacceptable so yes i totally understand and that's really sad because the u.s is phenomenal Amazing. for travel yeah and like so diverse and i think a lot of people are deterred by that same reason of the not foreignness of it but there are parts of the u.s that are so like so scenically beautiful but also like culturally so different to what we think of as you know, what we know of from American culture. Yeah, 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 so, exactly. But, yeah. but getting there is a, is a hassle and if you have to go through a very unfortunately lax uh, Los Angeles, then people are yeah. pretty much kind of done with it. Yeah. yeah. Also, shame. I don't like tipping. I'm really oh. I'm just the tipping culture really, oh, I just find it so stressful. Like I don't mind paying money, you know, money, whatever is appropriate, but the calculating what you should tip and the what's the, oh, that, you know, what's the custom for this particular kind of industry? Oh, I hate it. It's just one of the most stressful parts of traveling is if I find a country where I have to do, where I have to tip, I'm like, oh, oh. I would do an episode on tipping, but I'm pretty sure it would just be me ranting. So I don't think that would be enjoyable for anyone. And what I hate about it too is that it's infused into other countries. So like going to Mexico, I ended up in fights at the start of this year with people about about the tipping and it's like Mm. this isn't your culture. You've adopted this culture because of the visitors you get. And I had a really unpleasant experience in Nepal with the expectation of tipping because – I know that there are American tourists and I understand that that's what you do, but that's an important part of going to another place is asking, is there a tipping culture? culture? Mm -hmm. Um, What should I do? And often they tell you, please don't because we don't want to perpetuate it. And so then you respect that. Exactly. And you you do what the country expects, not what, well, in my country I tip, so I have to do that. Exactly. Which I have to suck up when I'm in America because in Australia we don't tip. No, that's the problem, yeah. <laughs> swallow my pride, close my eyes and just give my money and I just go, just yeah. tell me how much it is in the end. Just, yeah. just put it on the exactly. credit card. I'll just pay it and nobody gets upset. So Yeah, absolutely. But the thing I want to know most about is your podcast and you have over 200 episodes now, which is like just, oh, my God, like <laughs> Incredible. I know. It, it just keeps ticking up every week. I don't know how. Uh, it seems like a big number even to me. So I started the Thoughtful Travel podcast in March 2016. Uh, it was actually on my 40th birthday, so it was like a present to myself. Um, it's oh. a gift that keeps on giving. Exactly. <laughs> All this work I have to do every week. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no it, has been, it has truly been a gift. So uh, the Thoughtful Travel podcast started because I'm, I loved listening to podcasts and I love talking and um, I just felt there weren't many travel podcasts out there and there wasn't anything that kind of looked at not non-destination kind of topics at the time. Which so blows I my like, mind, by the way. Like I, I know, and I'm, I'm still surprised at how few there are because, yeah, yeah but anyway, uh, I really love to talk about like why travel is important, 
all the benefits of travel, like how travel changes us and makes us better people, uh, how we can help others by traveling, you know, kind of all this, you know, touchy feely, good, warm stuff about travel because travel completely transformed my life in so many ways. And I want to encourage others to do the same. And I've also found that people really love to talk about their experiences that are similar. So, you know, other ways that they've that they found travel to be, you know, rewarding or helpful or uh, all of those kind of things. So um, I also decided straight from episode one to make life extra difficult for myself because (laughs) I don't just have one guest. Every episode I feature um, extracts from talks with three guests because I kind of liked to have, (laughs) I don't know, I like variety and I didn't want to have, you know, I don't know, a guest that I didn't love. And, but they, I don't know, it just, I thought this will be interesting. And it's, so it's topic based rather than guest based. Um, but it's so much work. <laughs> I know, I see that. And I just like, I, I don't know how you get like 10 minutes. Cause I just start talking to people and it ends up being, you know, I'm like, we've got half an hour, half an hour. And then I'm like, oh, oh, well, yes. Another well, we always talk, episode. We <laughs> often talk for an hour and sometimes longer, but then they might appear in, you know, in four or five different episodes over time. Oh, cool. So, but then there's just the whole juggling the pieces together. But I kind of like, I love that. I, you know, I delve through the notes I've taken while I've talked to my guests and, and find ways to piece their stories together. It's kind of like a creative puzzle. And um, so I love that. And what I love more than anything is that it seems to have really resonated with people. And I have developed this whole like group of, you know, like-minded travel loving friends across the world. You know, I have listeners from like a hundred different countries and um, they, it's amazing to me. They're all diverse ages, so, you know, quite young to quite old and everything in between, very many diverse nationalities, lots of people who speak English as a second language but love to travel. And, um, and so really diverse in every way except that they have this very, very like-minded approach to travel. Like it's not just they're not real, you know, just bucket list ticking or they're not like just, you know, go to the beach and chill out for a week. They're really you know, really uh, kind of addicted like me to just, you know, traveling as a way for like just learning more about themselves in the world. Like I yeah, had no idea there'd be so many people who were kind of, you know, like me. So it's just been an absolute thrill. I mean, I know, I think you listened to my episode 200 and 201 yes, the other day where I interviewed really cool. some of my listeners and I just put the call out in our Facebook group to say, hey, any listeners, like, you know, just pure listeners, not who people who work in travel or or write or anything, um, you know, just anyone want to talk to me? And I thought, oh, they might feel a bit, it's a bit weird or they might be, you know, like a bit intimidated or something. Nervous, and yeah. so many people put their hands up and every one of those conversations, I was just smiling so big the whole hour it. we chatted. It was, oh, it was just like this massive reward for, for all that work just to hear how they, you know, enjoy the podcast and how they listen. And, ah, oh, it was just, sorry. I've, no, I'll, I'll stop talking, that. but it was no, so no. fun. I'm going to put it, um, that, that in the show notes 100% because those were great episodes. And, yeah, I mean, the editing level, like, you know, just didn't like Darius, look at this. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so you. much editing work. But because I would like to start doing that with some of our, we do do, we do, do country episodes. Mm. So I want to start to sort of talk about our experience but then bring in the other person. Yeah. But, you know, trying to coordinate people even just, you know, because you go, I really want to launch this episode on this date, but then trying to get your two or three people in time and do the editing and, you know, 
Uh, I know. Be careful. Food. Don't go yes. too far down this path. Okay. Good lesson. <laughs> I don't regret it, but it is a lot of work. <laughs> it's amazing how it evolves too, though, isn't it? It's, um, you know, I know that yeah. you sort of said you've kept the same pretty similar format, but that, you know, things that you didn't think you'd talk about or I was like, oh, we're going to do all these country episodes up front, then we'll go into the other stuff. And then, but straight away it was like, oh, no, I really like talking to people or people liked hearing that. So you go, well, we'll do a bit more of that. You know, we'll get to that later. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, with the vision that there could be 200 episodes, it was like, oh, there's no rush, you know, exactly. as long as we're enjoying doing it. Yeah. It's, that's um, the thing. It's pure fun. Like I love, you know, I really, really love all of it. So, yeah. Take your time oh. and enjoy it for sure. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, no, and I genuinely could hear that your listeners loved listening and I love that you have a community too, um, you know, that I think it really helps. And it's, it's fascinating because, like, there's definitely people in my group who haven't um, – um, shouting to all of you now, but you probably can't hear because you don't listen. But they don't listen. I know they're in the group, but they don't listen. But like, they love the questions. They love being asked, like you yeah. said, for their experience. So you go, yeah. like, where would you rather be today? Or tell me the first time you traveled. Or what was your the favorite hotel you ever stayed in? Or whatever. And you just get all these people who I they're friends as well. Sometimes you know, so they mm-hmm. you're on my Facebook feed. You never write anything, but now I ask you about your travel. And they want to share. And I think it's yeah. that group environment too that yeah. people and, feel and, safe. And, and people, other people who actually are interested in what you want to talk about because, you know, yes. the, the worst traveller's nightmare is you come home from this amazing trip and then you see your friends and they don't care. They don't even know where you were and they don't want to know. So it's having friends or connections who do really care and really want to know about your travel experiences that makes a big difference. And that was one of my top tips actually for people who do, um, do a big trip because I've done some really big trips like four months or a year I mean that's not even a trip anymore that's living overseas and people go how was your trip and you're like do you mean how was a year of my life like how was the last four months of your life and so you know instead of just being like amazing and then close the conversation what I did and I encourage people to do is think of a story from that time or think of one thing you can talk about and go oh yeah I really loved Mongolia and one of the days I really loved was when we like stumbled across Mm. this family and ended up staying you know, near the tent, and you know, tell that you tell that story to give a glimpse of it, and then it's then it's a conversation, or then it's a it's engaging as opposed to oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> that is a really good tip because yeah, when people ask that such a generic general question, it's hard to know how to engage in a conversation. But you're right, like it's tell so them depleting. the story. That, it's like, yeah, oh, I, I know awesome. it's awful. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I was on a seven week trip, and I was like, you know, to Peru and Bolivia and Mexico and America. I'd be like, how was your trip? I was like. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, life changing. <laughs> Do you want to hear about it? No, that no. was it. Yeah, I just needed to know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I came back from like six years abroad, and my friends didn't even know where I'd been. So, yeah, like you don't, you anyway. don't know, you don't know. That's why we end up talking to people on planes and trains and buses and telling our whole life story because you're like, you yeah, listen, they care. <laughs> yeah, also they're trapped. But yeah, true, true. I do, I do enjoy that that element. But um, speaking of. I mean, this is a really big question with all of uh, you've done, but do you have a favourite travel moment or, or one that stands out, a travel moment that really stands out? I mean, I have millions, but um, one I often talk about because it was something I dreamed of doing for a long time is um, uh, traversing Russia on the Trans-Siberian Railway because I'd read about it and seen docos about it and, you know, had all these books and um it also always seemed a little bit out of reach to do mm. a trip like that. And then when I was living in Japan, I then my next job was in Slovakia 
And so I had to get from Japan to Slovakia somehow. And, you know, on the map, Russia's kind of in the middle. So I was like, oh, my goodness, now is the time. And uh, so that that trip was, I mean, I love train travel, so that's part of it. Uh, we stayed in homestays along the way. Like we got off, you know, the the train four times, I think, and had homestays with Russian families, which was eye-opening. Um, so, and I don't know, it just feels like something I don't know. It's a tangible, this is one trip and I can explain. Yes. I took I, I took the Trans-Siberian across Russia. You know, even yes. if I just say that full stop, it's people have a vague idea of what I've done. But it's also something I want to do again in different ways and it was just, I don't know, just something that was um, a particular moment. But can I have one more favourite travel moment? Absolutely. It's only short. Absolutely. Because I was thinking about this this morning and obviously you know I love Japan. And I've got a 10-year-old son, and so he's my, you know, absolute favourite travel buddy. I've completely brainwashed him to really adore travel. And his whole life I was telling him about Japan and my experiences there. And, you know, you know, in our home we've got lots of things from Japan because I love it. Uh, he, he spent the first, I think the first, um, like, five years of him ever eating uh, takeaway or fast food, it was yeah. all Japanese. He didn't know. <laughs> He'd never been to any any other chain, just Japanese. That was yeah, that was uh, takeaway. And um, and then I, I went on, a like, a press trip without him when he was about seven for a couple of weeks and he was really mad at me because I was in Japan again and he wasn't. So not that long ago he was um, eight, nine, nearly nine, and I finally got to take him to Japan. Oh, and wow. It was just the best trip. We did all this crazy Japanese stuff. He loved so much of it. And I had tried to time it so we'd be there for cherry blossom season, but because of like some constraints, we were really going to be a bit early and mm-hmm. not see the cherry blossoms. But of course, thank you, nature. They came early that year. And so on our last couple of days, I can just imagine it over and over. We were there and you know, the cherry blossoms, it's just like such a stunning, amazing oh. thing. And we were wandering through them and having a blast and I just loved it. And then by the the end of the, like, second day of really exploring that, he was like, I know you like to take photos, Mama, but you cannot take any more photos <laughs> of cherry blossoms. You are banned from cherry blossom pictures. And I'm just, oh, no, I've broken him. He's, he's never going to want to come to Japan again. Oh. But we, it was just such a laugh. And he still does want to go back to Japan, so it's okay. But we might go to a different season. So. <laughs> I think it's so special taking someone you love to a place that means something to you. Like I think it's such a I yes. loved taking my husband to India and for him to actually enjoy it was really nice as well. It just really meant a lot. And then yeah. but like actually Japan for me too. I went when I was two, which I obviously don't remember, but I went back with my dad when I was like 20. And so to stand at and it's you're gonna have to help me, it's the temple that starts with A in Tokyo. B. Oh, uh I'm not so good on Tokyo because I always lived in the West, but um anyway okay, I'll have to put it a large shows. temple in Tokyo giant big red <laughs> temple it's like a main one but like dad was like I can remember standing here with you like oh. you know when you were in your little pram yeah. and then and now I'm back here with you and for him it was just like he just felt so oh it gives me shivers yeah so special to take me back and yeah. to be in that same spot oh, so I think that's, that's beautiful yeah so although we want to have new experiences and see I new love places, to places 
there's mm. something so special about going back and then sharing that and telling the person why or seeing how it's changed or not mm. changed and that it's the same and yeah. in your memory. I took, I took my son to the apartment where I used to live in Nara and oh, uh, wow. I went to the supermarket that I always went to and I mean he was just loving it because I've always told him these stories about it and oh that was one of my favorite days too yeah I love that it's so special uh well I have I have two more questions for you one is um you know I know that you're a big bucket list ticker but I'm I obviously am it's like the purpose of my podcast to visit every country but oh, true yes yes, yes. So I want to visit every UN recognized country so do you know how many countries you visited um, I do kind of count, but I'm not sure right now. It would be maybe 45 or 46 yeah. around there. Very impressive. It's funny like when people say it. My cousin loves it. My cousin lives in America who was on the, on the podcast. He just whatever he introduced me to someone, he's like, tell them how many countries you've been to. Just tell them, oh. especially in the US because, you know, they don't travel very much. They, they've been to like five or six and yeah. they've been to Europe, you know, or maybe another couple. And then I just turn around, I go 64 and they're like, they just Whoa. can't. They can't. They probably don't even know there's that many countries in the world. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. They're like, they, sometimes people ask me, like, which ones? I'm like, do, do you really want to sit really? here for that? You listen to this list? <laughs> I was like, I've got it in a phone. I've got it in an iPhone note. I'll email it to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look on my podcast, on my blog, it's on there somewhere. Like, you know, next question. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's super fun. So it's not important, but it's. Um, no, no, but there's something kind of. Yeah, I still, I mean, I still love it, love that I should actually check my number. And I know my son um, loves the idea and I think he's, I must check, I've got an iPhone note on his, I, I think he's up to 18 or 19, which is ridiculous That's for his age. That's very impressive for yeah. yeah, he's utterly spoiled. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want the same for my children in the future. Like I yes. Want, I would then have this little passport that's just like. Chock full. But now I have different lists. I have, like, the list of countries that my husband and I have been to, the list of um, aquariums we've been to in different countries. <laughs> That's his thing. The list yeah. of ski places, like, countries I've skied in. Like, it's just fun. There's some fun things. But we used to count planes. My da- my brother and I used to keep track of our flights. And my dad was like, oh, well, one day you'll get to the point where you, you know, you can't keep track. And I was like, yeah, right, Dad. I was like, I'm always going to keep track. And no, that's he was totally right, out the he? window. Totally <laughs> I know when my son was born, I tried to keep track of his flights and um, I've since lost track of that. But I did for a few years because I, I knew I, yeah, I'd given up on me, but uh, I tried for him. But I, yeah. No. It's, yeah, it's just like sort of a fun, like little. It data is fun. Keeping. I mean, yeah, yeah. I like you know. numbers and I like stats, so it's kind of a fun thing to look at. Yeah, and where would you like to go next? Then, like that you haven't been. Oh, oh, that I haven't been. Um, oh, I was, you can answer the. Yeah, you can answer. Oh, I'll ways. do both. Okay, so um, <laughs> right now I would just like to leave Western Australia. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere would be fine. I miss my friends in Sydney and Melbourne who I would usually see more regularly. So that would be a good start. Um, I also am really sad that I'm missing out on our planned um, white Christmas in Germany and Switzerland. So obviously I've been there heaps. I mean, I used to live in Germany and my son has uh, cousins and aunties in um in Switzerland and Germany, we, we were going to see them all. And um, he was going to, because he, <laughs> despite all his travels, he's never had proper snow, he says. And so he thinks that's terrible. Um, I mean, I was 25 before I saw proper snow, mm-hmm. but at 10. So um, so that's where I also would like to go next. Okay, so somewhere I haven't been, um, Southern Africa. Mm-hmm. So that's a big gap in my uh, kind of travel history. 
I uh, had nearly, I nearly got to go there. I'd planned this awesome trip going through Namibia, South Africa, and then Mauritius mm. uh, with a boyfriend, and then we split up, and he got the trip. Damn it! And I know <laughs> I got to stay in Europe, so I was happy with that. Yeah, you know, it worked out. But so I think anywhere in Southern Africa, you know, seen parts of Northern Africa, but never Southern Africa. And I just think there's a lot there that I would love. So that, okay, that's a very long way to get to my, I've finally answered your question. That's somewhere I'd like to go that I haven't been. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And it's funny sometimes it's like where you end up, like, um, like in my country count, I have a lot of Asia, um, you know, whereas like Europe should be an easy, easy one. I've done quite a lot of Europe, but easy Europe's the next sort of stop and you know before COVID damn it like I was planning Mm. we did one last year like a road trip where we did four countries in four days which was fun Uh, (laughs) not for everyone not for everyone but it was super fun but Europe is the place that you can do that whereas Africa not the place where you could do that no 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 you need some more time you need time chunks of time and so funnily enough with Asia even though it's so close it'd be so easy to kind of do a little bit of a jumpy trip but I'm like, I've done this weird scattering. So it's so annoying because I'd love to just do like a, I could get, you know, people go, why don't you do Southeast Asia? And I was like, I've done like three out of the five. Like, so yeah. like I would have yeah, to yeah. go so through the ones just... I've been to before. So, yeah. you know, my husband's always looking at it going, where can we go next? Like, what's a quick win for you? Like, how can we get a win? <laughs> and I love it. So he's on board with the ticket. That's um, so cute. It's really fun. But uh yeah, it's a where to next was always an easy question and now it's um don't know. Let's wait and see, isn't it? (laughs) So I look forward to checking back in, but I'm we could talk for hours, so I will let you run. Uh, This has been brilliant. I so look forward to. I have so many hours to catch up on of your podcast now that I'm. Thank you. Now that I'm hooked, and we will put all of your links so that people can join that beautiful community as well, and uh, and make sure they listen. So thank thank you you for sharing, and thank you for what you're doing for um, travel podcasting and for travel in general. It's it's wonderful. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to chat. I could definitely chat to you for the rest of the day. Yes, you'll be back. I'll be back. Good. (laughs) Thank you. And welcome back again to the outro, everyone. Thank you, Emma, for uh, bringing Amanda on the podcast and um, getting us some tips on how to get to episode 200 and beyond. Yeah, really like letting them in the insights into how we do this. <laughs> this is seamless, Darius, seamless. What? What have I done wrong? <laughs> I think we don't need to tell them it's the outro. I think we just, just do it. <laughs> Welcome back to the outro. That's fine. That's fine. I'm rolling with this. Stop laughing. Get uh, on with what we have to say. You know what's annoying, dear listeners, is that Darius is in charge of editing, so I have no control over what you hear and what you don't. So This is not annoying. This is this is the quality control, I call it. <laughs> I think the quality controller needs some quality controlling. Anywho, tell them how Instagram at lovelytravels.com. No, just at lovelytravels. The website is www.lovelytravels.com. The Facebook group is amazing. We have a brand new Facebook page, Lovely Travels, facebook.com slash lovelytravels. Yep, I'm getting a nod. And um, also there's a, no, I mentioned the website. Uh, I've done these in the wrong order. 
there's an email. If you can email there us. There is an email. So we there would love to hear from you. If you're a listener who would like to come on the podcast, you have an, a travel story to tell, you just want to tell us a bit about your country, love to hear from you. Uh, so please email us. Or if you just want to tell us that you're really enjoying it, we, we it warms the cockles of our hearts. So uh, info at lovelytravels.com. And I'm just right. going to spell that as well, I-N-F-O at L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. That's very important. Travels.com. Info at lovelytravels.com. Uh, yeah. And rate, re- rate, review, subscribe. Please rate, please review, tell other people how wonderful we are so they can come and join us in this beautiful community. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, we look forward to fun. you listening to us soon. <laughs> See you next time. Bye-bye.